gentlemen, we are live right here on the NFL DraftCast. This is Win Daily Sports, as always. Make sure you're following us at Win Daily Sports. Make sure you're hitting that like button, that subscribe button. It's Tony. It's Jason. It's Dave. We got a special guest, which we'll introduce really quick, but I'm going to say one thing. It's a major violation. Me and Dave much really love this show, man. It's Red October. And and Dave, you know, we're, we're doing this show, and, and there, no disrespect to Mike, but we got all New York guys who can't win anything. You know, they don't understand that we're in the playoffs, right? So we're in the playoffs. We're double screening. We're watching, Dave. But we're going to do the best we can. This is the NFL DraftCast where we draft you the best rosters in all of DFS to try to get you to cash every single week. I'm going to flip it right to my man, Jason, introduce this very, very special VIP guest this week. Yeah, we got the one and only Mike Dempsey, and we should have an advantage, Mike. We really do, because these guys should be paying attention to the other TV. I see the eyes wandering. They're Philly fans. I'm a New Yorker. You're down in Florida, so I'm assuming... I don't even know what your baseball team is. I don't know if you're a Marlins fan, but... If you haven't met Mike before, um, he hosts Jaguars today from 10 to noon every Monday through Friday in Jacksonville. Um, pre and post game co-host of Jaguars Radio Network. You and Bob Harris rock football diehards on Sirius ever since I've been on Sirius. So I got to say, man, I am jealous. Not that you're in sunny Florida, but I'm jealous of the voice, man. I don't really have that, ah. that radio voice, man. I wish I had your voice. I, out of everyone I listen to in Sirius, you got the voice for radio. Let me ask you, though, man, what is your baseball team? Who is it? Is it, is it the Marlins? Is it the Yankees? Can, can you see that little logo that's kind of covered up by that Jaguar flag right there? That's the Yankee Stadium right there. Uh, okay, way, okay. Thank you to the Phillies, or we wouldn't have a title in the last 20 years. So thank you, Phillies, uh, for being cannon fodder like you were in 1950, 2009. <laughs> I mean, I'll go away. Like, they act. Jason, like the 27 we won all of a sudden don't count. Are you kidding I'm not, me? I'm not a Yankee fan. 20, all right? All right. I can't even talk too much trash because you don't know this. I'm actually a Met fan. So I live in New York, God. and I'm a Met fan. So, like, they got – I got one when I was three years old and nothing else afterwards. So I like Yankees to thank got the me Mets covered. for contributing to our titles as well. Thank you. Yeah, Strawberry, Gooden. <laughs> you know, we try to give you, like, our leftovers that we can't win with. You guys obviously can win with them. So – you think Aaron Boone stays, man? I didn't know you were a Yankee fan. You think Apparently he stays? he's staying for that. I think they said he's coming back next year, at least uh, for the start of the year. I love Booney, by the way. I, I don't know. I'm like these guys. I can ride with Boone till he goes off in the sunset. I just love him. And, uh, you know, I'm, I don't always love the way he handles the pitching staff and other things like that. But, you know, I'm a Yankee fan through and through. I've been a Yankee fan since uh, the mid-70s. When I was a little kid, my, my uncle was a Mets fan. And, you know, he was, and, and I, you know, I was so enamored with my uncle. He lived in Brooklyn and he used to come visit us in Connecticut, my mom's brother. And in 76, the Yankees and the Reds were playing. And I really didn't know much about baseball. I was like six years old, seven years old, whatever. And I said, well, who's going to win? He said, oh, the Reds are going to kill him. And it really made me angry that he said (laughs) that. I'm like, do you realize where the Yankees are from, right? They're from New York. And of course the Reds swept them. But I just defiantly became a Yankee fan in that moment. And uh, then I, you know, as a little kid, they won the next two. And that was it. All she wrote. Good, good life choice. You know, unfortunately, my mom raised okay. me as a Met fan. So I'm debating now with my two daughters. Do I make their life easy and make them a Yankee fan or ride with the Mets? But, you know, Mike, I got to ask you, man, you're down in Florida. You probably watch more Trevor Lawrence than most of us here on, on the north side of things. What's your early take on T-Law? Do you think when he hangs it up, 
at the end of his career? Is he a Hall of Famer? And does he win a ring, whether it's in Jacksonville or not? I, I mean, a Hall of Famer is very tough to know. I think he's got the talent to be that. I really do. I, I you know, I think the biggest issue for him this year has been lack of consistent offensive line protection. I think he's at times pulled out a few miracles considering like last week didn't get sacked, which is hard to believe, honestly, uh, you know, based on how bad the protection has been for him this year. He's thrown a lot of catchable balls that have been dropped, but he's had his own issues. He's not without blame. You know, he's been a slow starter so far in his career and, you know, we're kind of off to a slow start based on what we expected this offense to be. But, I mean, he's got all the talent. He checks all the boxes. You know, they talk about generational talent. That doesn't guarantee that he's going to be a Hall of Famer or go to X amount of Pro Bowls. But I do think he has the ability to make every throw in the book. I think he's got yeah. a good head for the game. And, you know, he's he's got good mobility. He's got good size. He's durable. He can run. I, I think he's he can do everything you ask a modern-day quarterback uh, to do or want them to do. So how do you feel, man? You're covering these Jaguars. It looks like you're not in London currently, unless that's Correct. a really cool hotel room <laughs> that, I, that I haven't seen before. But back-to-back London games, I think it's the first I've ever seen it. What made, like, is it unfair to the Jaguars to be there for that long? Or what's what's the scenario how they got basically picked to stay there for two weeks? Well, I think they volunteered for it, honestly. Because, really? uh, yeah, uh, look, that – Sean Conn, the owner of the team, wants to keep that connection to Wembley Stadium. He tried to buy Wembley Stadium a couple of years ago, and the deal fell through. Uh, so the Jags make roughly double the revenue, like the local revenue, out of that game than they do a typical game. So they're not going to give up the one game. But at the same time, this game this week is Buffalo Bills game. So it could actually work to the Jags' advantage. You know, they're in London. They're used to making this trip. They know all the logistics of – what it takes to go over there, get prepared to play a football game. So they win and, you know, they are switching hotels, but the players really don't have to do anything. These guys have it so good. You know, everything's taken care of for them. So they leave their bag when they go to the game, that bag's taken to the next hotel. Meanwhile, the Bills are playing and they've got to deal with the travel and get over there this week and get acclimated to the time change and all that. So I, by one stretch, you could at least imagine that the Jags have somewhat of an advantage. They don't have to go to Orchard Park and play the Bills. The Bills get a home game in a different environment and one that the Jags' body clocks are at least acclimated to. Yeah, I hear that. Definitely better than going Buffalo, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, quick question for you, man. Our guy Dave is a big college football guy. I'm assuming you've been down in Florida for quite some time. Are you a Gators fan, a, a Seminoles fan? How, how do you live down there in Florida? Right, I am an hour or roughly from Gainesville, and I will give it a wide berth, man. I'm not going anywhere near uh, the Florida Gator <laughs> program. Uh, my sister went there. Uh, you can't escape it where we're at. You know, and my station is the home of the Gators as well as the home of the Jaguars in Jacksonville. But I'm a Florida State fan. You know, it's a funny thing. In seventh grade, I my buddy asked me, "Are you a Florida State or a Florida fan?" And you know, I grew up in Connecticut. We didn't even know college football was a thing. So I asked him what he was. He happened to be an FSU fan. And so that was it. I mean, had he been a Gator, I guess I would have gone to the dark side. I didn't know any better at the time. But uh, no, I've been a Florida State fan since really the, the really tail end of the 70s, early 1980s. Nice. So let's stick to football. We're about to do this draft cast. Dave is going to go through some some rules and, and how we did last week. I'm assuming I lost again somehow, some way. But looking ahead to this NFL season, 
Who do you got coming out of the AFC, NFC, and who do you think takes down the Super Bowl if you had to make a pick right now after four weeks? Well, right now, I think I'd probably go with San Francisco, obviously. I mean, I don't think that's a team that really has a major hole in the NFC. They, they've got a good enough offense. I mean, I think Brock Purdy is just an underappreciated fantasy option even, never mind an NFL quarterback. The guy just goes out there and produces at least two uh, touchdowns every game, whether it's two passing or last week he had one rushing as well. Uh, so I really like San Francisco. The defense is outstanding. I think the offense has a bunch of playmakers, um, you know, and I think the division will be easily theirs. I think Philly has more competition from Dallas, but those are the top teams along with Detroit. I don't think anybody out of the NFC South has a realistic chance of running, uh, you know, a, a playoff gauntlet. You know, in the AFC, I, I think it's a little bit more of a toss-up. Kansas City's not playing their best football right now. Certainly that my Jags are not either, uh, so I'm not going to go in that direction. I, I would probably, if I had to lay money on it right now, I'd probably default to Kansas City because they've been there. They've done that. You know, I can't trust Justin Herbert in the postseason. He's never won a postseason game. Uh, I think Baltimore has flaws. I think every team in the AFC North has flaws. Uh, Buffalo certainly among them, but they haven't proven the ability to get past Kansas City when it matters most. So, you know, it's boring, but I'd probably go Chiefs and Niners if I had to put my own money on it right now. All right. And, like, I always wonder, you know, you guys are rocking with the football diehards. Season long, I'm assuming, has your heart. How many teams in 2023 are you holding on to from a season-long perspective? And how do you balance? And we do a lot more DFS and win daily than – you know, season-long content. I know you guys are football diehards do a ton of season-long content. Um, what's your suggestion, you know, four weeks in to, to all the season-long guys out there? And don't, Yeah, don't bite off more than you can chew, honestly. Like, find, whatever that number is, and, you know, if you realize, hey, I've got a few more that I can successfully manage and pare it down, I think I have 16 head-to-head where I have to set a lineup. That's, that's not – anything to me like 16 I feel like is very I could do 20 I could probably do 25 if I wanted to but uh, I do about a this year I think I have like 135 best ball teams so that's really where I do a lot of my action I I love the draft and it keeps you up with ADP and all you know the different price fluctuations of players and you get guys at different costs throughout the offseason so you know I don't have to keep up with them once you draft the team it's done so I'll play two or three DFS lineups a week I play a little DraftKings play a little FanDuel but it's not a high priority for me I'm more into Dynasty than anything uh Dynasty with full 11 man IDP lineups 20 yeah. guys at a minimum in the starting lineup that's that's my jam love right that. there love no that. jokes man I Tony, Tony those... in some of your leagues man I, I don't have the time for that i got two young kids i don't know if i got the time for 11 man idp rosters once I, you I, draft I... though you're good like yeah. the draft takes forever it really does like our startup draft we did a football diehards dynasty draft that took two and a half months it was 50 rounds oh. 32 teams, two copies of every player. So it's like a 16-team league, but would double the amount of players. And it literally took two and a half months. And I made over 40 trades while the draft was going on. What? Uh, I I, I think I pulled off a trade with just about every team in the league during the startup draft. So, yeah, that's me. That's where you'll find me. I love tinkering. I love having a a, a no more or no less than like a dozen offers out in all my dynasty leagues at any given time i always like that action that is impressive dave it's your turn man i got as many questions out if you guys have some questions you know shoot it mike's way but dave give us an update man i'm assuming i lost again 
And I'm assuming the Phillies must have scored some runs. I saw you cheering for a second. So Oh, you saw that? You no, saw I that? Saw you, I saw you cheering. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't I see tell, the score. Yeah, there you go. I, I got to go. go. You got three nothing. JT hit a homer. So um, I got him in my lineup. So we're good. We're good. Yeah, X Marlin. So that's a good thing. Hey, and I got a comment. Big Florida State fan as well. I'm, I'm right with you, Mike. Um, you know, finally. Finally, it seems like we have the coach. I struggled through the Willie Tiger era and even, you know, the end of the Jimbo. So finally seeing Norvell, the patience paying off is, is fun. That game in Clemson a couple weeks ago was big. But, hey, I'll give a quick recap. Uh, last week we got our first winner out of us three. That's not me. Tony took it down. Um, Jason, I'm sure you felt like you had it when you picked Christian McCaffrey and he scores half your team points. But <laughs> Tony was a little more balanced. And the fact that I went after Tank Dell and he got Nico Collins was a 35-point difference that uh, was able to secure it. He won by 23 over Jason. I came in third, and I don't even want to – Mike, you don't have to do much to beat our recent <laughs> guest here. Let me just – Meanwhile, uh, Sensational wins hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah. each week, but he can't beat us three sometimes. Yes. So, that's, yeah, okay. that's how it goes. You guys are sucking me in. I don't believe a word of it. Man. <laughs> uh, but, you know, real quick, the Nico Collins pick was great. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey, Jay, you had a great – it doesn't take to, you know, but you still needed to pick him and fit a lineup, so it was a great pick. And, you know, I, I unfortunately fell short on my server, but Herbert and Justin Jefferson were okay. But let's get it started this week. And, Tony, you won. You get to pick where you go or where you draft, and then it goes to Jason – well, Mike's going to get a one. pick, too. Well, yeah, I'm, going, I'm going number one. Okay. Yeah, Mike, what pick do you want? We're doing a snake draft. You can go yeah. three or four if uh, yeah. Tony goes one. Ah, boy. I... All right. I'll, I'll roll the dice and take four. I just like the back-to-backers. So, give me four. Jason. Um, I feel like I know who Tony's going. If you want a number one, I'll, I'll still go two just in case he doesn't go. You have uh, no idea. <laughs> Okay, okay. You going well, with Zach Wilson switched. with your first pick? I'm switching it all hey, up this week, baby. Easy there. <laughs> all right, well, let's get this thing cooking. It's going to be a good week of football. We got the first time that we have buys to play with now, so a little shorter of a slate. Um, but and you know, with the with the Europe, Europe games too. Uh, but we still have, I think, twelve to choose from. So let's get it cooking, and I'll get the screen up, and we can lead it off with Tony. This is Jason's. I'm curious once I make this pick what Jason thought I was going to pick, right? But all I will say is that the eyes have given me all I need to see. Right? <laughs> I've always been a Kyle Shanahan guy, which I knew obviously he was going to run Christian McCaffrey into the ground this year, and now I'm a Mike Daniel guy. Okay, so 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 give me give me my man A Chain right off the bat because I'm telling you right now, dude, this is an absolute DFS cheat code right now. This dude's only rushed for 18 times. That's it. And he scored multiple touchdowns. And again, he's going up against, I hate to say it, Jay, but this Giants team, I don't even know if they're gonna finish the season. Like, I don't know what's going on with that team. They're fighting with each other, they're they're mad they paid Danny dimes. They got no like there's no heart. On that team right now, zero. So give me my man A chain sixty one hundred to start. Two two things on that, Tom. I'm glad you mentioned both those things. Two things, Mike. I gotta ask you. I was shocked when I got the offer this week, but I I haven't declined it yet. But I'm most likely declining it because when I first saw it, I'm like, wow, that's actually like when you get trade offers, they're usually trash in a lot of situations. But I got I have A chain. I took him in. I only got three leagues. I got him in two of my three. And um, somebody offered me Puka. At first glance, I'm like, 
wow, that's Puka. But with Cooper Cup coming back, how do you feel about Puka moving forward? And how do you feel about HA moving forward before my, my second comment here? Yeah, I think there's more uh, mystery about Puka. You know, everyone's all oh, Puka's role is not going to change. He plays a different spot. I'm sorry. If Cooper Cup's pulling down 25, 30% of the target share every week, it's got to impact him. It just does. And uh, Matt Stafford's got several years of that chemistry. So, I mean, I think a chance the guy who's coming on clearly. I mean, I don't think it's an unfair deal the way Puka's gotten off to a hot start, but I'm kind of with you. Like, I, and at some point, Miami's going to go, we got to get this guy 15 touches. We got to get him 18 touches because, uh, you know, as long as he's holding up durability wise, I mean, the guy's averaging over 11 yards a pop. So, Crazy. Uh, yeah, I probably would, uh, you know, depending on what your needs are, obviously, I'd probably turn that down too. Yeah, I turned it down. But when I first saw it, like not getting the cup news right away, I was like, ooh, this could be interesting. Mm-hmm. But the second thing, if you guys haven't seen it yet, I just tweeted it out from our Win Daily Sports account on Twitter. But LaGreca, who's on New York radio, just completely and utterly shit on Neil because he made a comment to the fans how the fans are burger flippers or whatever the case. And it's probably the all time best radio host rant, like just completely just embarrassing this player and like cursing and screaming and the passion. It's nuts. You got to see it if you haven't seen it. Um, but I'll go. I thought Tony was going a different direction. I thought he wanted to pay up. I'm going to go with JJ first pick Jefferson against the chiefs. Don't really got to say much about it other than he's really good at football um, they should be down. The Vikings are in trouble. Um, it should be a lock of 20 points. It's kind of like the McCaffrey call. He's expensive, but, you know, he's a stud this week, and he's a stud pretty much every other week. He is. Great pick. I mean, you're you're getting your the, – the, the floor is 20. So, I mean, you know, I think that's a good pick there. I'm going to go with a guy that, you know, you talk about getting more touches, more touches, more touches – Mike, you got to see him up front and close and personal last week. I, it, B. John Robinson is a difference maker. Why he doesn't even get more carries? Um, he could have made that game a little more competitive if they never let Desmond Ritter pass the ball. I think the Falcons had a shot. But the fact that they had Ritter, they had no shot. Bijan's still the man. He has a great matchup against, as we know, Houston, a terrible rush defense. I'll take Bijan this week. All right. Uh, Bijan was on my board. I, I, I put a few of these lineups together today just to see – exactly what I could come up with uh, here. So um, I'm going to go with David Montgomery with my first pick here. Let me make sure I've got everything squared away. Yep. uh, Taking on uh, Carolina. I probably would have taken Bijan if I had the first pick, to be honest with you. Uh, And I had A-Chan on my list. Those are my top three backs for the week. So we're all looking at the same things, I think. But I'll go with Montgomery because not only – I mean, look, obviously he's getting – the Jamal Williams plus workload there in Detroit, and he's coming off an extra few days of rest. So, you know, even coming off a 32 carry game, I think he's going to get a big workload. They're clearly giving him all the goal line touches. It's a good offense with Detroit and Carolina's not doing a whole lot to stop anybody. Uh, I've got a lot of inexpensive receivers on my list this week. So I'm going to go big and see if I can squeeze Patrick Mahomes in against Minnesota. Mm. And um, that's what I'm going to do at quarterback. I know I had a lot of cheaper options on my list as well, but uh, with Bijan off the board, I think I can pull it off with Mahomes as well as Montgomery in the lineup this week. I like it. Montgomery. It, it's amazing. Here's another thing. I, I tweeted last week. I can't believe you spent the 12th pick in the NFL draft on 
Gibbs and just decides I'm going to give Montgomery 35 carries. But that's the lines, and it's working. Um, It still makes me scratch my head, but use it till it's broke. And I think Montgomery's that guy, and he's going to continue to be that guy because that's Detroit. But um, all right. And then, obviously, Carolina's a smash matchup. I I think for me, I was torn if I was going to double up here, but I think I am. I'm going to go James Conner. The Bengals are a mess. Um, they've led up the fifth most rushing yards or uh, running backs this season. I think this is a good price. This is more about the price for me. Arizona did finally get beat down a little bit last week, but I expect them to play tight in this game. So I'm going to go Connor here. Guys are taking all my running backs I wanted. I, I like the A-Train, obviously. Um, I like the Bijan, Montgomery, Connor. Um, since you guys are taking them all off the board, I'll, I'll be the bad guy. I'm, I'm going to take Tyreek off the board too here. Um, I know it's priced up. I got some value plays at, at wide receiver as well. So give me Tyreek. Don't got to say much about him. Had a, a somewhat down game last week, but he's got more upside than most guys on this slate. Giants are in trouble. Hope that the Giants can keep pace here for a little bit, but it might be an embarrassment again. But give me Tyreek getting at least 20, potentially 30 here. Good pick. All right, Tim. You know, I think a uh, switch flipped last week, right? Me and Dave threw it out the entire offseason. We're going back and forth with the Philadelphia Eagles receivers. Yeah. And we'd asked the question so many times, is it Devontae, is it AJ, right? And then we saw that little thing happen, little skit happen on the sidelines. And, and then something clicked last week, man. Listen, AJ Brown is just, you know, he he showed me, uh, you know, when T.O. came here for a couple years, he showed me that element last week. And I think they found it. You know, it, it finally jumpstarted them. It's going to continue. So uh, give me AJ Brown this week in, in, in a match. I think a lot of points are going to be scored in this game. I agree. I think it's a high scoring game. I think it's a great game environment. And then you got another. And I got another. So. I'm going to go. I I I might I might steal this from Mike here, but I'm going to go Travis Kelsey. Uh, listen, he is not going to have another, you know, untypical type of game. Uh, you know, listen, he got the he got it out of the way. It's all good in that game environment. In, in that kind of listen, it, it's happening, man. It's going to be a Travis Kelsey. Okay. Hey, can uh, I ask one thing though? We gotta stop with this Swifty stuff. Oh, dude, it's 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 brutal. It's gotta stop, right? Now I get what the NFL is doing, and it's drawing in all this extra like eyes, but ah, gotta stop. They don't need it. NFL doesn't need extra eyes. They got enough eyeballs. But let me stay in that game. Running back is kind of scarce out there. Um, You guys took a lot of good plays off the board. This guy runs harder than most running backs, and he's finally, you know, like breaking through just a bit. Um, it's been a struggle for running backs out of KC, but I think Pacheco has figured things out for this team. Had a big game for him last week. Probably one of the reasons why they actually won that game against the Jets, as surprising as it was. Uh, finally got over 100 yards, got in the end zone, tough runner. He's catching passes. And running back is really suspect outside of a couple players this week, and you guys took a lot of them, so – 5,700 against Minnesota. If you don't get shares of Mahomes, which is the number guy, number one guy on the board, you can't get Kelsey. I think Pacheco is your, your third best option on Kansas City. So that's what you guys left me with. So I'll scoop him up for 57. Hey, All Dave, right. can, can I just – there's one thing I will say. In two years that I've been with the Wind Daily brand, 
there's two guys, right? Sticks will always be glued to the hit with Nico Collins. And I swear to God, Jason will always take Isaiah Pacheco <laughs> and butcher his name every single week. Whatever so his name he, is. Like, like every time we all say, hey, Pacheco, Pacheco. I'm like, dude, you love you some Pacheco for Rucker, some reason. And so I'm hoping this week he finally hits for him. That's all I got to say. 50, he's probably going to get hurt now because every single <laughs> oh, week, yeah, Mike, just so you know, every we week go, one we of my go. players gets hurt, and that's why oh, I, I lose every single week. But well, he hit last week, Pacheco. man. I'm ho- I'm hoping you're just uh, chasing those points. Personally. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I- I'll tell you what. I talked about chasing points and good good points. There was a guy that we did like, you know, in our series shows coming up to the uh, season long drafts, and maybe he hasn't really performed to the level that you know we expected. But that wasn't his fault. The the problem was that he lost his guy. This is Garrett Wilson, and this Damn. is the Denver Broncos, and yeah, they had him on the list. Stink at defense, yep. and they just let more guys go this week. Um, I'm gonna go Garrett Wilson. I just think this price is almost close to a free square here at six thousand. So give me Garrett Wilson. Love yep. it. Definitely have him on my list. Yeah, yep. he's on the list for sure. Six K. It's probably gonna be his cheapest price moving forward. Yep. If Wilson, what do you think? Like Mike, let me ask you on this question. Like, so I had some big balls on Monday. Zach Wilson's prop was 175. I hit the over on that. Then I went the alternate yards, and it played into perfection because they basically never ran the ball. They just, you know, drop back with play action like 75% of the time. Do you think they stick to that, or now they go more of the balanced approach moving forward with Zach where they have Brees Hall? Dalvin looks old, but, you know, they want to take the ball out of his hand. They went from one extreme to the other extreme. Do you think they find balance this week, or it's more Wilson unloading? I don't know if it's balance, but I think Brees Hall's got to start getting a few more touches here. I think, you know, you've been through a month of the season. He's getting around 10 carries and he's held up and Dalvin Cook looks decrepit. I mean, he looks terrible. You know, I mean, Brees Hall's out there on a handful of carries averaging four and a half, five yards pop. And, you know, in the opener, he went crazy uh, in terms of an average per carry and Dalvin Cook's getting like half of what he's getting. So, I mean, clearly, I think Brees Hall is the guy they want to go with. So much so uh, that he's my next pick in this oh, draft yeah, at fifty-four hundred bucks. I mean, I wasn't trying to set you up with him. He's like the last running back on my board, but okay. Right, well, he's the fourth on mine, and I got two of the top four uh, right there. So he comes off the board. He was right there, uh, just behind Bijan Montgomery and Achan. So. You know, I don't think it's going to take a whole lot against his Denver defense to get him to pay off that price. And I, I could see him popping a long one for a touchdown. And if he does, I'll feel pretty good, I think, about what I'm getting there. And I needed to save a little bit of money. I couldn't go another big high-end guy. So I'll take uh, I'll take Hall there, and I'll take my first receiver. And you guys are going pretty big at receiver. I'm going to start a little bit more inexpensive to make sure I've got enough budget to make it through the next 15 minutes. So uh, I'm going to take in uh, a matchup that's usually a low-scoring, brutal game. I just don't think Pittsburgh's defense is that anymore. Give me Zay Flowers going up against the Steelers at 5,500 this week. We saw Houston throw it all over Pittsburgh, particularly with Nico. And I think clearly if you're playing a wide receiver for Baltimore, Zay's the guy to go with. So I'm going to go Flowers at 5,500 and pass the baton back on to Dave. Yeah, that's a good – Zay is actually, like, in my top five to seven. I, I think that's a great pick there. Um, obviously, Brees, I think that's a good price, and it's time. It's time. They, they, I hope so. Yeah. It's, <laughs> so, two good picks, and you kind of left me 
in a spot here where I'm trying to decide, like you, I think there's some good value at um, receiver, and I might be able to sneak some cheaper ones later. So I'm going, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go tight end. And I think I'm going to I'm going to spend up a little bit here. Uh, it's a game that I, I just think he had a bad one last week. Not going to have two bad in a row. Kind of your, your theory with Kelsey. I'll go TJ Hawkinson here. Okay. Um, love that matchup. Obviously, it's a good one. Um, I'm going to go cheap. I was worried you guys going to go this way, but thank God he did it. 3K after going with these really expensive guys. It looks like, look, he's – should be healthy going into this game. Um, Wondell Robinson kind of emerged. It was gross out there against Seattle. But each week, he's getting more and more looks. He looks to be, like I've been saying it all offseason long, do the Giants have a number one receiver? I said we probably won't know until like week seven, week eight, week nine. And I'm assuming by the trajectory of Wondell, he might be that guy. So that 3K, if he gets the touches, I'm assuming Miami's going to smoke them. You know, probably be up 20 within the first, like, half at most, maybe even the first quarter. That's how bad the Giants are, so they're going to be chucking the ball a lot. So, Wondell at 3K probably gets you 10, probably gets you 15, Ooh. and I need value, and he's probably the best value on the board, I think, on wide receivers. So, Tony, back to you, bud. You know, I will say this. I don't care how much value is there if – Danny Dimes is my quarterback, and that's my team. I ain't taking anybody on that team. <laughs> I was like, like, I'm sorry, I'm taking nothing. You think he's that bad, though? Yeah, dude. Like, oh, like, I, I, it's not just what do you think? Is it the it, offensive line it's and the entire no, team? Yeah, it's the entire team. Yeah, it's entire team. Well, yeah, I don't think he's that bad. I think he's a tough dude. I oh. think he's got like nothing around him. I think he's a dude. Good. Stop every year. It's something. Oh, he doesn't have offensive court. Oh, he doesn't have receivers. Oh, he doesn't have offensive line. You know, what he doesn't have talent. Yes. So let's just wrap it up. Okay. Yes. All right. All right. Yeah. No talent. Dang, and speaking of that, see, this is why I love doing these these shows because Garrett, I was hoping to get Garrett Wilson coming back. So Dave took him. So just so I have full transparency, got my DraftKings app up right now. I'm messing with the lineup. I had a lineup in. I take him out. And who do I put in? Zay Flowers. Mike comes up. Mm. Boom. Taking Zay Flowers. <laughs> and I take Zay Flowers. So I'm going to get different. I'm going to get really different here. Okay, and, and, and again, I got different last week, different again. I'm going to go quarterback wide receiver stack right here from the same team. Okay, and it's not going to be who you think. Okay, I'm going to go Joshua Dobbs. Okay, give Ooh. me Joshua Dobbs at 5,200 and give me some Michael Wilson ah. at 3,700. Yeah. Okay, I want the tag team because here's what sometimes when people play DFS, they just look at the big prices and the big points. And they just look at, I look at stability and consistency. And no matter what, even though I can't stand Jonathan Gannon, I look at three games, take out that week one, the last three games, he's averaging over 20 DK and he's going up against a team in Cincinnati who stinks. So enter home. So I like him. And here's the secret thing. He's getting at least 50 yards, 41, 55, 48 average, about 49 yards per game on the ground, which four to five points rushing is a big deal because it's more than a touchdown thrown. So uh, give me Dobbs and Wilson for that stack. Um, Based upon what Tony just said, give me Zach Ertz. He's old, but he's a goodie. Um, <laughs> 3,500 here. He's cheap as I really want to go at tight end uh, for you guys who are still out there. I like the price tag on Mark Andrews, 5,500. 
I think Waller is interesting. I think Laporte is interesting. But with my build, um, I need value after going with JJ and Tyreek. So 3,500. Look, Dobbs has been, he's been like the, the Cardinals can almost be like undefeated. Like that's how good they played outside of, you know, one game. But they've been playing pretty good. Dobbs has been playing lights out for Dobbs outside of, you know, playing San Fran where most teams should smoke them. They could have easily beat Washington. They could easily beat the Giants, and they beat Dallas, which was shocking. They could be three and one right now. And Zach Ertz, you know, everybody's getting targets in this offense, which is surprising. We didn't really think there's going to be much value in Arizona, but Dobbs is look good. So give me Ertz for thirty-five hundred. I'm not sure what's going on with Burrow and the Bengals, but it's indoor, no weather concerns, and Cincinnati should be putting up some points in their defense. Not that good either. So Tony, I don't mind the Dobbs call. Michael Wilson is on my cheat sheet too, and, and Ertz at 3,500. Same reasoning, you know, good value in that game. Yeah, thanks a lot. That was my guy. All right, <laughs> yeah. so, right there. Turnabout fair you play. Feel better now. Like, and like, I, I was like, sitting there, I'm like, oh, Kelsey and Hawkinson. We only got one tight end to fade here, unless somebody goes in the flex. <laughs> I'm gonna get Ertz on the way back next time. Yeah, All right, Don't worry about it. The, the zero yak, you won't be missing. Yeah, much. I was gonna I say <laughs> 1.5 yards per carry uh, per catch. But I'll, ta- I'll but, take those 10 fantasy points he puts that out is, there. Yeah, that is true. Price. You can almost pencil it in. Yes, I agree. Um, talk about penciling in. I, you know, this week, there's a couple defenses I like. And, you know, I, I'd love to get your take, Mike, after I pick. But I, in DFS, I don't love to spend up for defenses. And I, I think it shows with a lot of the picks we've done. I'm going to go with the Patriots this week. They got absolutely mm-hmm. torched last week by Dallas. But they're coming home. They're playing New Orleans. God knows who's at quarterback, but if it's Winston, even better. Um, but, I mean, they they rolled Carr out there last week, so who knows? But I think the Patriots can – it's it's now a must-win. And when it's a must-win, I like Belichick in that spot. So I'll take them for 3,100. I think they're one of the good, cheaper values on the board. Yeah, I don't hate it. Um, I, I got a little nervous that I was going to get sniped back-to-back here when you mentioned <laughs> defense and and – it's the same game, but I'm going the other way. I'm going with the Saints against Mac Jones, who yeah. just looks atrocious right now. And I can save an extra hundred bucks off you there. Uh, go for three thousand uh, on that one. And you know, I knew if I was going to go Mahomes early, I had to save a little bit of money along the way. So let me get penciled in for the Saints defense. I don't know about New England, man. I just think that uh, you know Belichick magic. I think we're past the point where we can expect that to be a real thing. I mean, he's stuck with the roster that he's stuck with, with a bunch of, uh, you know, pedestrian playmakers and a quarterback that they don't even trust. I thought Bailey Zappi looked better coming off the bench cold last week than Mac Jones did at any point. So anyway, I'll, I'll go with the Saints and kind of target that situation. I guess I will pass on a tight end for now and see if you guys try to double up uh, a little bit later on. So for me, I'm going to have to grab another receiver here and uh, just looking what I got left here. I got 21,000. So this kind of fits in my range. Uh, I don't love the matchup as much as I have for the last couple of weeks, but uh, I think I've got him. Here he is uh, going up against Detroit indoors. Give me Adam Thielen, who's just, I think, been quietly one of the stars of my best ball season, man. I've been, I was drafting him in the 11th round like crazy. I love number one wide receivers on bad football teams. And he's clearly the number one guy. Honestly, I'd prefer if Andy Dalton was playing uh, at this stage, but I think he'll do well enough to get me around 15 points. So I got uh, feeling at 5,100 as my next pick. 
Great pick. And, uh, you know, I agree with you on the Belichick magic, but, uh, you know, at, at some point, these Saints are bad offensively. So, I mean, I think we're both in a good spot in that hey, game. Hey, zero, 0 tie. We'll take let's it. Let's go. I'm, I'm with you. Or let's go 7-7 seven, seven tie, both defensive touchdowns. Let, let, oh, there let, you go. Yeah, yeah, even better. Um, but, hey, I'm going to go, you know, when we talk about attack Houston on the ground, attack Tennessee in the air. And he didn't have a great game last week. And I know Richardson's still feeling out. And kind of to Mike's point, I think this guy's better if the mustache wonder is in there. But he's got Richardson, and I still trust that Pittman's going to get um, the targets this week. They're going to get him back on track. Give me Michael Pittman at 6,400. Um, you know, those Colts are something to watch out for. I, I got to tell you, they, they came back from 23 down and almost pulled off a miracle last week. Um, I like how they're playing. And Jonathan Taylor. I don't know if he'll play, but Pittman could be a recipient of him playing too. What do you, what do you guys think about, you mentioned Taylor. Mike, you think Taylor comes back and he just slides right back in. He's on the team. Everything's like smooth sailing for here or – they, they blend him in with Zach Moss. What do you think the, the upside is for Taylor moving forward? I mean, I think the first game, you got to be a little bit worried about how it's going to play out. But And in particular, I mean, Tennessee's pretty stout when it comes to run defense, obviously. But I think if you got Jonathan Taylor and you've been sitting on him, you probably drafted him worse as your second-round pick this year. And you probably don't have the options that you feel comfortable leaving him on the bench. So if they tell me he's active, I'm going to presume he's going to start. I think it'll be the end of you know, the fun we've had with Zach Moss this year, as long as Taylor yeah. stays healthy. And then by next week, you're going to see the fully blown compliment. I think we're all interested to see, you know, does the RPO game help or hurt Taylor? Ultimately, does Richardson steal more touchdowns from him than we'd like? Or does that RPO mesh make it impossible to figure out where the ball is going to go when you've got a Pro Bowl running back and a guy at quarterback who can run like Richardson? So, uh, I wouldn't want to play him this week if I didn't have to, but uh, you know, I think if he's active, you got to treat him at least as an RB two this week. Okay, okay. Dave, it's on you or it's on me? You went Pittman, no, it's right? A Pittman, so it's, it's yeah. On you. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick to this. You know, Cincinnati Arizona game. You guys basically took every running back that I like, and I'm, I'm stuck with um, some chances here. I know our guy sticks picks. Um, has Joe Mixon pretty high up on the board, higher than most other places here. A little pricey at 6,400, not really involved too much in the passing game, but hopefully game scripts in his favor, finds himself into the end zone, which he only done one time this year. Cincinnati is struggling a bunch. Um, they haven't looked good. They're lucky they even have one win right now, but this should be their softest matchup of the year. Um, Arizona's letting a bunch of, you know, yards through the air through the ground so hopefully Mixon can find his way into the end zone i like that everybody else's running backs better than him to be honest with you but i'm left with you know guys like him or kamara um felt a little bit safer with Mixon at 6400 that same price range i don't mind derrick henry um if you have some extra cash but with my lineup i don't have it and i was thinking about some crazy moves below but didn't want to go to some of those other guys so i'm gonna go Mixon 6400 all right, all right. Over to you, Tone. Yeah, this is fun, man. This is uh, I, I like this. It's kind of this the first time I literally put an entire lineup in, and it's just been that one plug and play that I've had to move around, which is um, which is fine. So, I'll, I'll my two picks here. I'm gonna get a little more exposure uh into that Philly game, but on the other side, uh, I'm gonna go value with two two Atwell 
uh, fifty three hundred. Dave, mm. you know, you know, right now, you know those those speedy receivers kill us. Yep. Every single, you know, that's why I had Curtis Samuel in the lineup last week because I knew he would kill us. It, it's all the time. So you know, a lot of points scored. I like that. And then the one running back, I'm really high on, really high on. I know nobody, but but again, I I look at a couple things with this. This is this this pick to me is coach speak. Right when I hear a coach get up there, said there's going to be a lot of changes. I look at the quarterback position, whether the starter can be a full participant in practice or not, and if it's the stiff that comes off the bench, uh, give me some Jalen Warren. Jalen Warren has not scored yet, but is giving you nine to ten points consistently the last three weeks. And Najee Harris stinks, so they were a complete split last week. Finally getting up there. This is the week we get double digit points, 15 to 20 for Warren. So uh give me him in a lineup right there. All right. Two two got me. I would have liked two two there myself as my third receiver. Uh all right. I need a flex. I need a tight end and I need a wide receiver. And I got enough money to play with well, here. I don't want you to jump out. the gun yet, Mike. It's it's wrapping around to Jason. Oh my bad. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, you, you can tell me what you like. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> what I'm I'm right now. Just giving you a little so. preview of what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's one guy yeah, in here that would take your picks right now, and he's wearing a blue hat. I'm just giving you a tip. All right. So I saved you. Um. Hmm. Do I go quarterback or do I go? You know what? I'm gonna go cheap here, and I'm gonna go defense. I know Richardson's look good, but I need a cheap D here. 2,400. Tennessee, they find ways to, to pressure. Uh, I think they're going to, you know, Vrabel, love the guy. I think he's, you know, kind of cut from the Belichick cloth. He figures things out defensively. And you got a young quarterback who's played well. Um, but at 2,400, hopefully he makes a mistake. They've been ball hawks. They've been averaging like three or four sacks a game here, 13 sacks in the season. They kind of got lit up you know, by the Chargers and the Browns, but they held down uh, the Bengals and Jarboro. And look, hopefully they go on the road and kind of contain the young kid Richardson. And I'm not sure what happens with Taylor, but at 2,400, I like the price tag. I need value. If I'm going dumpster diving, that's where I'm going. I like the Saints. I like the Patriots. Obviously up top, if you can go all the way up top and grab one of these guys, like the Ravens or potentially the Eagles or Detroit, I think all three of those guys are in play, but... I need value, so I'll go twenty four hundred with the Titans. Can I can I ask a question, Jay? Sure. Yeah, is there bro. a defense you don't like? Because I think you just <laughs> named like every single one on the slate. So I'm just well, I'm just curious. Off. I mean, you're you, telling you, everybody you, I like this. I like. Uh, you can but, take the like, Eagles off. You got to pick, pick one, bro. You got to yeah. pick one. You got to pick, pick the Titans, one. bro. I pick the Titans. Okay. All right, it's tight. Are you mad? Were you, go. the, were you gonna take the Titans? Is that, is that's that why I was. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That's why you're mad. Hey, for the um. If anyone's doing sound clips of the show, you can be sure this will be the first and the last time um, someone says this. But I'm super excited you didn't take a quarterback there, Jason, because I'm taking Zach Wilson. All right, I was, I was wow. thinking about it. I was, I thinking, you. I was Wilson, thinking about it. W, baby. I was <laughs> thinking about it. I really was, man. It, look, really, if really there's was. one week ever that I can yeah. take Zach Wilson, it is this week and this week only. Um, coming off a – Pretty good game, let's admit. He he was. Um, but Denver 32nd ranked defense in the passing. Now it's tough, it's in mile high, but um I'm gonna roll with Wilson this week. It, it saves me some money and I can pay Hackett him up has with, some yeah. extra juice too, you know, with all that trash talk 
prior. You know he wanted Aaron to go in there and light them up, but he's going to want to chuck the ball too on top of it all. Well, that's kind of where we're going to. I mean, with if there was he, ever a week, this is the week to play Zach Wilson. Week. Yeah. This is so, this is so definitely it. Clip that, save it, and pass it over Mike. And now you can get your uh, picks. Hopefully, nobody took them in between. Yeah, actually, I can actually speak now and not yeah. look like an idiot. All right, so uh, all right, we got you. We got you covered there. Um, boy, Zach Wilson. Um, I, I just feel like I got to have a piece of his passing game. And since uh, since Ertz is off the board, I'm taking Tyler Conklin as my other cheap tight end option this week and going to throw him in there. So I'm going to have Brees Hall and Tyler Conklin and really hope that defense in Denver is as bad as it's made out to be. Uh, but what it's going to do is it's going to allow me to take Derrick Henry as my flex. And so that's what I'm going to do at 7,500 bucks. So I got Henry Montgomery and Brees Hall all in the lineup uh, this week. And I still got a decent amount of money left over for a mid range wide receiver that I have my eye on. So that's what I'll do. Henry in the flex Conklin, at tight end and punt it back to Dave. Good picks, good picks. Um, mm, I'm torn. I, I really want to get into this Eagles game. And I think the one area, and this is rolling the dice, but it's okay in GPPs. One guy they haven't really used at all this year, and I expect them to one day finally use him and hope it's this Sunday's Dallas Goddard. Um, he's now hit rock bottom in the salary range, 4,200 is a, a perfect spot. You know, I'm going double tight end this week. It's not always something I want to do, but it does work at some time. So, Goddard, if I take him there, I, I'd leave myself a decent amount of money for a wide receiver. So, give me Goddard in a in a game script, like you said earlier, Tony, where I think we could see a decent amount of points. I agree. <laughs> oh, man. I don't like where I'm at right now. I, I was messing around with a lot of different quarterbacks. Ugh. It's kind of a weird spot. I'm trying to do the math here. I don't like where I go either way. But let's make it gross just for Tony. Let's go Daniel Dimes uh, at at 5,800. It's pretty terrible. Um, Zach Wilson cut from the same cloth. I kind of like both them as like a value. He's going to go there. I already got Wandale. I already got Tyreek. So for Tyreek to – Hit his ceiling. I need Daniel Jones to do something. Um, hopefully he runs for a touchdown or two. He probably gets hurt, just like everybody in my lineup usually does. But there's either going him or, or, or paying up for Tua or Jared Goff. And probably the right choice was Tua or Jared Goff. Um, but I'll go Danny Dimes and hopefully find another piece in here at 4,800. Too late now. <laughs> I, You know, to be honest, as much as he stinks, like this is a perfect fantasy spot for him. It really is. Like, they're going to be down 70 to nothing and still have a chance to put up 20 points, you know? I don't know why they left him in all last time. He was getting abused. Like, in the fourth quarter, they, they should have took his ass out. Like, I felt bad for the dude. Like, there was, there was nothing he can do. He was, like, bouncing off the first two guys at his throat, and then he would get blindsided by somebody else. It was not nice for him. That was terrible. Even Aikman had nightmares. Yeah, it was <laughs> yeah. bad. It was, yeah, bad. It was bad. It was bad. All right, Tony, you got you get a chance to wrap it up here. This is this is a tough one, man. I, I'm torn. I, I, I'm at because Jay Jay took my defense, so now I just had to pivot, which is fine. I had to pivot, but I'm stuck in between two guys. So just right off the bat, give me the Titans. I mean uh, Colts. <laughs> I had the Titans. I had Colts second. Uh, the Colts are just steady to me every single week. 
They're going to give me seven, eight points. I'm good. Not a lot of money. Pay up a little bit. I'm usually like a $2,500 guy. Um, and then this is where I get, I'm tossed up. I'm torn. Uh, I, wanna, I, I, I keep thinking, do I go local or do I go consistency? Uh, you know what? It's all about chance. I'm going to go Nico. Um, I, I was between him or DeAndre Swift. Uh, I'm going to take Nico. Listen, I, you know, looking at the way he's been clicking with CJ Shroud, uh, you know, if you take out that week three in Jacksonville and I don't care, London games suck no matter what way you toss it up. So, you know, I, I look at in, in the, in this grand scheme of things, a guy that's going to give me 20 to 25 every week. He's, he's averaging oh. besides that oh. game. He's averaging nine, 10 grand targets. Slam. Grand slam Bryson Stott. Hmm. Looks like the Phillies are moving forward. I don't get stopped in my lineup, though. So that doesn't Yo, just so just much. full transparency. We're doing the show live, and I can hear my wife upstairs. Yeah, I my kid. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, here's the reason why. Because I, I took the prop on Castellanos to hit a home run tonight, and she's like, I'm telling you to take Bryson's side. I was like, oh. no way. Not going Bryson. And she's like, I told your father. I can hear her up there right now. So <laughs> I'm never going to hear the end of it when I'm done. That's funny. Wow. Um, it's all me, right? All you, buddy. Time for you, yeah. Go. Jay. There's a lot of flex guys. Let's not go through them all. I mean, that's you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, there. I'm gonna take a gamble here and hope that T. Higgins is out. I know he's got a fractured rib or broken rib, whatever you want to call it. So I could have gone Tank Dell. He probably goes off again. But I, I, I'm I'm hoping in this scenario that Higgins is out. Tyler Boyd slides in as a number two receiver. He's been playing well so far this year. He's obviously got the rapport. Ernie Burrow. So I'm going to hope that he's not like on my, my top of the list, but I'm trying to play it as Higgins is out. So give me Boyd at 4,500 to round it out. I love All Tyler right. Boyd. All right. I, I got two. I'm like you guys. I think the word torn is, is, is being uh, yeah. used a lot today. I am torn. Um, you know, on one hand, there's a guy we really liked this year that has just sucked, and that's George Pickens. Um, and it really hasn't been his fault. Kenny Pickens is yeah. just terrible, and so is Matt Canada. But I'm going to go just because I've already built some type of kind of game script. So from a DFS perspective, this is why I'm doing that. So you know, people see it. I'm going to take a run back out in Denver. I'm going to go Cortland Sutton. Um, he's still getting okay. a decent amount of targets. He still looks like at times um, Wilson's kind of fallback guy. I think Judy's still way more talented, but give me something, and that rounds it out. I think at least give me three in that game. Points are scored. I, I'm in good shape. Yeah, give me Sauce Gardner all over Cortland Sutton all day. Well, Sunday. I'm there hoping you go. Go. Oh, oh, go. you think you'll hold him and they'll throw a flag after the play? That's fine. Uh -huh. You don't get points for getting held, so I don't care. <laughs> it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> uh, no, I, look, that's right in my price range here, too. And uh, I really like Boyd, but I'm that guy. I don't know how you guys feel. Like, if this were a real lineup, and I will submit this one, but if this were one where I was just putting it together and I end up with, like, 600 bucks, 500 bucks left, I got to redo it. I can't leave myself 500 yeah. bucks on the table. I got to tinker with it. So I'm going to leave myself $500 here. Uh, is the way it's going to end up. And, uh, you know, I got a, a little piece of Dave Zach Wilson. I'm going to take a little piece of Joshua Dobbs with Marquise Hollywood Brown here Ooh. as well at 5,000. And, uh, you know, just kind of in that range. I don't I don't love anybody who's left. I uh, thought about Tank Dell, but then I'd 
you're leaving even more money on the table. And uh, I did like Boyd a lot, but had I built it a different way, he might have been a better fit. So, yeah, Hollywood Brown would be my last pick in this one. And uh, it's all over but the crying. Mike, <laughs> one, one question on this uh, Arizona topic. How bad is Kyler Murray when you see Dobbs do what he does? And is, is Murray potentially like on an even steadier decline once he comes back or whatever happens with his career? You know, the problem is I don't think they can get out of his deal next year, you know, in terms of the dead cap money. I don't have it right in front of me, but, uh, you know, they put themselves in a position where it's almost impossible. And look, we all know this. We talk about it all the time. Players don't tank, but organizations do. And I think they thought that's what they were doing when they went out and got Joshua Dobbs, who has, you know, started just a handful of games. And Dobbs has come in and he's been phenomenal at the cost of, I think, a fifth round pick. So, you know, I wonder what they would have done with Kyler, honestly, if they didn't have any wins. They may reach a point here if Dobbs wins another game or two where they're out of the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. But I think if they're in position next year, regardless, to get a, a Caleb Williams or a Drake May or Shador Sanders or somebody like that, presuming that, you know, by that the time the draft rolls around, we think as highly of those guys as we do now. I, I just can't see how you don't pull the trigger with what Kyler Murray has been. He's not been a clutch postseason performer. You know, he's got a body that I don't think is going to hold up over the long haul. And, uh, you know, it, it is an indictment when Dobbs can go out there and have this team as competitive as they are yeah. week in, week out. They should at least be two and two. How they ever allow Daniel Jones uh, <laughs> to have his one good half of the year is beyond me. But, uh, yeah, they've been impressive in terms of their competitiveness level. Let me go, ask man. you this, Mike, real fast, because being a college football um, advocate as well, if you look at the two winless teams left in the NFL, it's Carolina, they're not going after a quarterback, and it's Chicago. What's your feel on what Chicago could do if they continue down this path and end up with the number one pick? They already traded out of it, remember, last year to right. allow Carolina to get the first pick. But, you know, Fields actually played decent last game. Remember who it was against. But I think if they head down this road – I think they almost have to go Caleb Williams. I do too. I, it's one thing to trade out when Bryce Young is the presumed top quarterback in the draft. Anthony Richardson's got a lot of question marks. And, you know, clearly CJ Stroud at this point should have been picked over Bryce Young. But, yep. you know, you don't know. Like what you saw against Georgia, was that the real CJ Stroud? Or, you know, is he a little bit more confined to the pocket? I, I think, though, Probably what happens is you trade Justin Fields on the cheap. You can't have Justin Fields in that no. locker room nope. with Caleb Williams or some other guy. You're going to have factions and things like that. But they'll they'll dump him on the cheap to a team that thinks they can get something out of him. And, you know, they may reap the benefits. But I don't see how, like, if you've already passed on the chance to take any quarterback in the draft and Fields plays you into position to take another one, and these guys seem like a better group, at least heading into the draft, how do you – how do you explain to your fan base that you've done that two years in a row? So, I mean, Justin Fields has got to win his way out of that position. And we know that they could conceivably have the top two picks in the draft. But if you don't earn that top pick with your own, I think it's a lot easier to stick with Fields. So, uh, I think if they earn their way into Caleb Williams, they got to go Caleb Williams. I agree. And speaking, Tony, Mike said something that I think hit your chord, C.J. Stroud. You picked him last week. Um, I know we're we're – we're really buying into the hype. 6,000 going yep. against Atlanta this week. You got a piece of Nico Collins. Is he someone you would still play? I mean, I know you got John Dobbs, and I love it. But 6,000, I think, you know, is it someone that you would still put in your player pool? 
Yeah, listen, I I I had two lineups, um, and one was Shroud and Nico, and one was Dobbs and Wilson, um, and it just depends on what way it goes. I'm a listen, I'm a big consistency guy, right? So I'm not, you know, I, I'm not looking for that forty point guy. I want a guy that's consistent, and if you want a quarterback that's consistent, it's CJ Shroud. He's going to get you twenty to thirty every single week. He's got the weaponry out there, and I said this before, and I'll say it again. D'Amico Ryans is a student of the game. He watched Kyle Shanahan completely surround an offense around his playmakers, and he's doing the same thing in Houston. So uh, I really like what he's doing with the young guy and and giving him all the opportunities to succeed. This dude's got no picks yet, man. We were ta- everybody talked about Bryce Young. Nobody was talking about C.J. Shroud. And now all of a sudden, man, he's just, he's just showing everybody he should have been a guy all along. I love it. I actually had some shares on Houston to win that division in my preseason article, just because of some of the things, um, you know, that division and, and Mike, you know, it, it, it's always a flip flop. Um, and, and Jacksonville came from a three, one team to win the division last year. Now I'm not saying Houston will do it, but they're all two and two. We'll see. But Jason, I got to ask you one thing because you tend in these drafts to pay up for some players, which I like, I do like paying up. Um, but one that didn't get drafted today. And if you knew he was playing, I was curious if you would sub him in. And that's Cooper Cup. I can't. I can't get there yet. Um, the price tag is too heavy at eighty six hundred. If I knew he was playing, I still wouldn't go that way. I don't know what you guys think about Philly's defense, but it still worries me that they can they can play up. I don't think they're yes. a bad defense. Not a defense I want to attack. You know, with players, I was a little bit shocked. You know, when I was flipping through the channel to see Washington put up all those points against them. Look, they can bring pressure to Stafford. They can get in his face. And you got Puka there. You got Tutu there. You got Cooper there. Um, those are three good targets, you know. And I don't know how it's going to be shaken up. I don't think you just take the ball out of Puka's hand. I don't think Cooper gets, you know, all the targets or all the time on the field. So, no, I don't go Cooper there, especially when I think A.J. Brown's in a great spot. I think Jamar Chase in a great spot. I think a guy that nobody mentioned, Amon Ra, is in a great spot. Uh, I think Waddle, you know, he's a pretty nice little discount. He's bound to go off one of these games, you know, at 7,500. You know, I like the Pittman call. No, I wouldn't go Cooper. I can't do it. Not not in this matchup, not the first week out, and not until I see this distribution where I think everybody kind of gets, you know, chalked up here where it's it's spread around and – I think the Rams, who thought they were going to have a bad team, actually have a competitive team now. Kieran Williams, it, it seems to be like he's taking overall. Stafford, he just produces fantasy goodness for, for wide receivers. Like every single year, you go back 10 years, every receiver has had big years. Even Kenny Galladay's had a big year. And same thing with Puka, same thing with Megatron, same thing with you know Cooper Cup. He, he breeds good offenses, and he throws the ball a bunch, and he's a great quarterback. I think he's one of the most – Underrated quarterbacks of like kind of like the last 10 years. Dude is tough. He hangs in there and he plays hurt and he plays well. Um, so I think Stafford's a guy that's going to spread the ball around. And McVay almost quit in the team. He looks like he's in a position to have a competitive team moving forward with the talent that they got too. So I think the Rams are competitive. And I think that game could shoot out too. And I was kind of on the other side of Philly with Devontae Smith. I thought he was going to start emerging as the alpha dog. But AJ took that shit back real quick. And it's it's wow. AJ. He's still number one now. And you can see how big and tough he is when he can stay healthy and stuff. But Devontae is still be there when you guys need him. I agree. So, Mike, 
we really appreciate you joining tonight. It's a it's a fascinating way to draft a team up against the gun, um, having some fun. Tell everybody where you can be found at, what you're working on. Of course, we talked about Jaguars earlier. Cut into all that right now. All right. Um, on the old Twitter platform, whatever you want to call it, X, at uh, MD underscore 1010XL. 1010XL is the station I work for in Jacksonville. I've been there for a while. And I do a show 10 to noon weekdays, all Jags in the NFL. Uh, and then on game day, I co-host the Jaguars pregame and postgame shows. And then I do four nights a week with Bob Harris on Football Diehards on uh, Fantasy Sports Radio. One of those on Saturdays, simulcast on NFL Radio as well at 8 p.m. So uh, a lot of talking, man. That's uh, that's what I'm good at. And by the way, I don't consider myself a fantasy analyst. I'm a radio host who happens to play a lot of fantasy. Uh, so that absolves me from any wrongdoing when I give you bad advice. So. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, I gotta write that one down. But you have uh thirty teams, um, and that's that's I got a, a lot. small field. Yeah, so I, I, I got a lot. Government. No, I'm with you. I, I play Mike, a lot. Well, Mike, Mike plays a lot of teams, and Jason talks about a lot of players. So <laughs> yeah. I can definitely see the marriage coming into play there. And uh, everybody talks trash against me every single week on the show. <laughs> I'm like the guy that just takes all the shit from everybody. So. Mike, you haven't really given it to me. So if you if you got some comments, you know, might as well. Uh, I love you, brother. Sure Net, I'm a good guest the first time I visit. Next time I'll be a jackass. So uh, <laughs> there you go. There I like that. But I, I really appreciate you guys having me on. Oh, we Bob's gonna be stopping by in a couple of weeks. So you can that's have what I heard. It's like you sloppy have, seconds, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you can have some trash. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Well, listen, we're gonna wrap this up. Uh, like we said, Mike, we appreciate you joining the program. As always, make sure you're liking, you're subscribing to the show. Make sure you're locked into windailysports.com. Uh, big, big promo deal going on right now. Like 80% off, man. You got to go visit the site and check out what I'm talking about. But it's now to get your membership now. There's about four or five days left on that deal. Um, you catch College DFS with, with Dave and Joel on Friday night. We just had the PGA DraftKings last night. This is the NFL DraftKings. We got Underdog coming up, and obviously we have our pre-lock show on Saturday mornings and Sirius from 6 to 8. So as always, like I said, man, it's going to be another great week of football. Uh, it's Red October. Go Phils. Everybody stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll catch you back here next time.